1: Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show.
2: I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about today. We can talk about the state of America. Year to date, we're up fifteen point six percent of the NASDAQ. The SP 500 is up 19%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up 15.3%. The 10-year Treasury has had a pretty big move. It's at 1.57, it's up 65 basis points for the year. Bitcoin is up 114%. Oil up 72%. Oil is probably the biggest negative in my mind right now because it's tied towards inflation. Inflation saps consumer buying. Keep in mind, we have a ton of money that we saved over the pandemic that we're waiting to spend. October has been anything but spooky for stocks this year. Dow's on track for its best month since March, which, if you were a betting man, you wouldn't have bet that way. The SP 500 is within one and a half percent of its record high, which, if you would ask me at the start of the year, this is where it would be. How it said, not nah, seems too high. The White House is. Reportedly dropping a key piece of President Biden's climate agenda, a plan to replace coal and gas-fired power plants with renewable energy after Democratic Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia told the administration he was opposed to it. So if you were hoping for the $3.5 trillion stimulus, it's going to be cut down. Throwing that down there for you. China launched a hypersonic missile. What's interesting about the hypersonic missile is its latest sign of growing military ambitions from China. Tensions are building near Taiwan after China sent in about 150 aircraft into the democratically ruled island's defense zone earlier this month. Yep, the world still has land grabs by worldwide powers. Interesting note, right? Um, Top 1% of households now hold a larger share of U.S. wealth. 27% of all wealth is held by the top 1%. That's more than the entire middle class at 26.6%. That's not good. One labor shortage was resolved. Not shortage, but labor dispute. The International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees celebrated a new deal that averted a strike by 60,000 backstage film employees. That's on the back of some of the research that's being put together on Netflix and how they're the envy of the streaming world. Amazon, Apple, Disney, HBO Max, NBC Universal, they're all looking for TV series that are from parts outside the United States. Hollywood studios would save millions of dollars by hiring local talent instead of Hollywood stars collecting tax credits and rebates from nations looking for bumps in tourism and recognition and avoiding strict American union regulations where I just talked about an American union winning in TV stagehands. I'm not against unions. I'm just telling you that Wall Street will always look for non-union practices. Tesla for a while was more valuable General Motors in people's minds, not because of the vehicle, but because they were making vehicles without using unions. In the end, Tesla made a very good vehicle, and we could value it in theory based off that, but it's the non-union. It's tough to say I really, really like GM when they've got a lot of people who aren't working for the company more living off pensions. You know, AT&T became more and more powerful as their union employees started to die off. And if you go to work for AT&T today, they're not offering you a pension. So Squid Game is expected to generate about $900 million in profit for Netflix. But it also has the potential to be a paradigm shifter. Disney announced this week that they're playing 27 new TV series and films in Asia Pacific region. One episode of for Disney plus WandaVision or The Falcon, which I would refer to as very good, high-quality shows, cost $25 million per episode to make because of unions and because filming in the United States. And in the past, we used to do things to save costs, like we'd go to Canada. Vancouver is famous for this. It kind of looks like America. You just put some American cars, some American license plates on cars, and use the Canadian tax credits and – Cheaper labor. Now, what Hollywood is learning is you can actually hire the lighting people, you can actually hire the actors, and you don't have to go with A list. It may be that Dave Chappelle broke Hollywood. It may not be that he is so controversial on his lesbian, gay, transgender rants. What we may have learned is that making one episode of a Chappelle comedy is $24 million. His recent est- episode called The Closer pulled in 24 million eyeballs, and it cost $24 million to make. Amazon Prime's upcoming Lord of the Rings series cost $465 million to make, and they had to pay $250 million for the rights for the property. A whole 10 episodes or eight episodes, whatever it was, of Squid Game cost a total of $21.4 million. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't miss Brad Pitt. I, I didn't miss the Hollywoodization of it. For Netflix, it crushed Bridgerton, which was the number one show being streamed 82 million times. Squid Games has been uh, viewed 132 million. So it's beating it by a good 50%, right? That's impressive. Hollywood will take notice. A couple of years ago, you get the anti hero with Breaking Bad, and then you get on ABC a copy of it with the blacklist. It's delicious to play a bad guy, right? I, I'm not going to go there. The other big story of note that we should hit today is Apple. Last week they said they're gonna cut their phone estimates for the iPhone 13 due to supply chain issues. That's still a very big issue, and we're gonna pay a lot of attention to it during the earnings season. Tech companies are joining car companies with not having enough components to make their product. But Apple has some secrets up their sleeves. And I think one of them is going to be advertising. Uh, You know how Apple has been very much so about, oh, we're, we're trying to protect your privacy. While doing that, it's not lost on me that their advertising is shooting through the roof. Apple's tripled its share of mobile app advertising by blocking rivals from using targeted ads on iPhones, something Apple says it did, of course, for user protection. So Apple's blocked Facebook and Google from targeting iPhone users. It's also ramping up its own in-house ad business. If you look up dog walking, it's going to show you Rover as the first result on your app store to download. Competitors say this is a cash grab. Apple says it's protecting consumers. Apple's in-house business now accounts for 58% of app downloads made through ads on iPhones. Apple's on track to make $5 billion from advertising this year and $20 billion by 2024. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube
1: Rob Black Show. The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com.
0: A personal financial plan with custom investment advice. That's why Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP services were built with you in mind. How can they help you? Find out at robblackshow.com.
2: robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. A lot going on. There is going to be a big battle with Apple and Amazon. My producer was just talking to me. We we're talking about stories, like, what can we talk about? Where can we go? Sometimes he gives me little nudges, sometimes little pushes. Um, and he goes, does Apple really think we need all these gadgets? I'm like, yeah. I want them. AirPods, it'll do my temperature, because you know how you put things in your ear to do your little uh temporal thermometer goes in your ear and it goes beep it tells you your temperature you don't have to suck on a piece of mercury uh, glass called a you know no no we don't want that we want easier but Apple has a history of fighting Amazon and I don't know if you remember this. I do. That Apple back in 2012 had a lot of issues with the Department of Justice And Amazon did too. Book publishers were freaked out the way Amazon and Apple were pricing books online. So Hatchet, HarperCollins, Simon & Schuster, MacMillan, Penguin, all basically said, you know, hey, eBooks, these guys are trying to control them and we don't like it. So the Department of Justice had copious evidence of meetings where publishers and emails quoted in lawsuits that supported litigation and allegations that publishers took steps to conceal their communications with one another. If you go even back even before ebooks and you just go to iTunes, the music industry hated Steve Jobs. Let's get a Taylor Swift song for a buck twenty-nine, or a Taylor Swift CD for $15. And who's in control, the people who have the highways or the people who have the content? Well, the content providers stopped being in control as the people who supplied the roads were in more control. And again, Hollywood's going through this right now with Squid Games and Netflix of who is it? Is it the content providers or is it the people who can who can get it out to you? So ebook pricing by Amazon was set to get market share. And ultimately it destroyed not didn't destroy, but companies like Borders Books. Ultimately, went down because the aggressive pricing by Amazon and Apple on digital versions of something that you had to go to a store to get previously. There's going to be a huge war over the future of healthcare, and it's going to be won by Apple or Amazon, in my opinion. Um, Apple would like nothing more than to sell you AirPods that could take your temperature, a watch that can do your EKG. And then tell you in the morning, hey, you were coughing last night, and I see you should put in your AirPods and get your temperature. You put in your AirPods, you're like, oh, you have a temperature. You were coughing last night, and you live in an area with very low vaccinations on COVID. You should get to the hospital. And if my phone and my AirPods can monitor me and tell me my EKG reading was a little bit shabby for the last two weeks, you may be having heart problems, get to your doctor. That's called a subscription. Now, I can do it on my own, or they can do it for me. Doing it for me is a subscription. Google bought Fitbit. Amazon released the Halo Band. The context right now is that the U.S. has a $3.6 trillion industry. If you look at the global number, it's about $9 trillion. There is a big, big push. Last week, we saw Walgreens get into a... Doctor business, you're like, Walgreens, aren't they a retail store where you go get cough medicine when you're sick? Yeah. But now they want you to log on online and say, I've got some symptoms and have a doctor say, well, you should go to Walgreens and get some cough drops. Um, Again, there's a lot of waste in the healthcare industry. In the United States, $900 billion of fraud, waste, abuse, misuse, and avoidable medical costs. That number could be as high as $3.6 trillion. excessive regulation, massive lobbying efforts by special interests, bureaucracy, complexity, general failure to adapt to new technologies. If my doctor says, can you fax me something? I'm like, ooh, it's time for a new doctor. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not faxing you stuff, dude. You need to get 21st century healthcare. So uh, I see this as the healthcare subscription wars. And it's going to happen a lot like music did, where the music industry changed overnight. Where we went from having to go buy a CD, to buying one individual song, to streaming songs, unlimited now. Books have been laid by the wayside, as far as bookstores go. Chronic care disease is the majority of health spend in the United States. It's well over 80% of healthcare spending. The good news is that many chronic care diseases, up to 75%, are reversible. That includes type 2 diabetes, which impacts about 100 million people in the United States. If my watch can do my heart rate, if it can tie into my fitness, if it can tie into my my body heat, if it can tie into my uh, you know blood sugar levels, you bet I'm going that way. And they look like what have Amazon's done. Amazon went out and bought PillPack, an online pharmacy, because they want to deliver the pharmacy, the medicines to you. Whereas you're seeing Walgreens and CVS saying, well, we want you to come to the stores and we'll even do video doctor visits. Did I tell you one of the coolest things that I've seen recently? And it took me by surprise. Bank of America is now building very complex AT machines. They're shutting down banks. And what they're putting is in video kiosks. And you go in, and they look like glass booths, so you have a lot of privacy. And you have to use your ATM card to open the door and lock the door kind of thing. And then they hook you up with an online video of a person somewhere, obviously, in another state, right? A cheaper cost-of-living state. Um, We love the convenience. They love saving the money. PillPack was... You've been to a senior parent's home, right? Your parents may be perfect. I get it. But my parents, uh, once they hit 60, their health went down. And once there was a stroke, there was a pill to take every single day. And companies like PillPack make it very easy. So the package says Monday and there's seven pills in it. It's your seven different pills to keep you alive. And then... Down the road, there will be another doctor, visit. it'll be an eighth pill, and I can't keep track of of medications. I don't know about you, but I'm having trouble reading the fine print. What's this one say? Oh, it faded. I can't read it anymore. So Google owns Verily Life Sciences, which focuses on preventing and detecting and managing disease through technology and artificial intelligence. Apple is going to be the last one to really hit this area, but they're going to do it through consumer electronics. Big, big business, type 2 diabetes. Big, big business heart attacks. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at Rob Black Show. The war is coming between Amazon, Apple, and Google on healthcare fronts.
1: An education-first approach to managing your money. This is The Rob Black Show.
2: Let's take a quick look, shall we, at how we're doing this year? NASDAQ's up 16%, 15.5%, I should say, correctly. SP 500's up 19%. The broader S&P 500 market is beating the tech-heavy NASDAQ. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 15.3%, all really good numbers, all very higher than average. Bitcoin's up 114% for the year at 62,271. Oil's up 71%. The oil is the problem because that's when it starts to slow economic activity. At eighty dollars a barrel, there's kind of a Goldilocksian play on it. Forty dollars oil is too cheap and tells you world economies are struggling. Eighty dollars is too hot and tells you world economies are rocking. Or OPEC's playing a game with supply and demand. If you ask Alexa to play Adele this weekend, you're part of history. Adele's new single, Easy On Me, received most first-day Alexa song requests ever. The lady has been uh, quiet for six years. Um, We're also moving towards Christmas season. I think there's 69 days till Christmas. October has typically been a very spooky month. We still have Halloween coming up for sure. But the Dow is on track for its best month since March after having a weak September. It's a little misleading, right? The SP 500 is within 1.5% of its record high. Investors are shrugging off worry about supply chain and inflation. White House this week are reportedly ready to start dropping a key piece of President Biden's climate agenda. A plan to replace coal and gas-fired power plants with new- renewable energy. Democratic Senator Joe Manchin is from West Virginia, and West Virginia has not a lot going on in it state economically. It's got mountains with coal in it. So Biden got voted into office with control of Congress as a Democrat, except for one of the Democrats is from West Virginia and stands new chance of being reelected. If we turn coal into the demon, thus the Democrats are saying, "Let's drop that." <laughs> very, very interesting, right? You're like, go. the 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 swing Democrats are one state, and you're like, uh, West Virginia. Like, no climate agenda. Those two just are not going to mess mix. China launched a nuclear capable hypersonic missile in August sped around the globe in low Earth orbit before striking a target. It's a nuclear-capable hypersonic missile. That sounds pretty scary to me, but to a government officials, it sounds even scarier. It's a weapon that flies at five times the speed of sound. That's slower than a ballistic missile travels, but what makes hypersonic weapons more dangerous is that they can be maneuvered during flight. Um, China did a hypersonic flex on us. Tensions are building near Taiwan after China sent about 150 aircraft in the uh, democratically controlled island's defense zone. It doesn't feel like we're on the verge of World War III. But China and the United States are not getting along. And that's going to make Putin very, very happy. As the once previous thorn in the side of the United States, world peace hopes. That's just out there for you, right? Um, Let's talk about some tech gadgets. And let's talk about the wealthy in America. America. We'll talk about Squid Game generating $900 million in value for a show that was made for $21 million. That should scare the hell out of Hollywood. Since the TV show Breaking Bad on AMC, we've felt like we're in this golden age of television. Great shows like Mad Men have rolled out. You see new shows on Netflix every week, new movies on Netflix every week. You see the Avengers movies dominate. But when you see Squid Game and the money heist being produced in foreign markets in Spain and South Korea, and you don't have the unions of Los Angeles and California and the United States, and your Netflix and you can make $900 million off of $21 million investment, it really shows you if you're L.A., I'd be nervous. It's awesome that we can make TV shows like Westworld, incredibly beautiful. But if we're going cons- to consume entertainment and it's on a profit level for like a company like Netflix, watch out and algorithms are going to rule. The top 1% of households now hold a larger share of the wealth in the United States, 27% of total wealth. It's bigger than the whole middle class at 26.6%. So the top 1%. This is according to Federal Reserve data. It's the lowest share of national wealth held by the middle class. Middle class is defined as the middle 60% of U.S. households on income. The Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees celebrated victory, a new deal that averted a strike of 60,000 backstage film employees. That tie runs hand in hand, what I'm talking about, with producing Squid Game for $20 million and pulling $900 million in profit. Of which, do you remember last year or in the last year, probably the last six months, I've been talking about how Netflix is going to start selling merchandise. Yep. Hottest Halloween costume of the year is Squid Game. And we've talked about Netflix getting into video gaming. Who do you think they're going to license Squid Game to to make a video game out of? Think of it as um, Fortnite, 100 players against each other, just like in the video game. Only one can win. I sense Squid Game, the video game's coming. I do. Let's talk gadgets. The iPhone 13 launch. Apple is expected to unveil a new MacBook Pro at an event today. So my iPhone 13 is coming soon. I ordered it. It's been four years since I had a, a new phone. I've got the uh, the money that I fund, my emergency fund, my retirement plan. I'm not drawing off either of those. So I know it's $1,200 phone. I know it's ridiculous. If I wasn't well-funded for retirement, I've got a friend in radio, a guy named Russ. He uses a Nokia flip phone, and it's awesome. Do you remember when we were happy with phones that you could send a text message with? But the way this one does it is the ABC button. So if you want to hit C... If your word is control, you have to hit A and wait for it to blink to B, and then wait for it to blink to C, and then you hit it again. The dude, the dude doesn't spend money on, on things he, he has, can't afford, and he's decided he can't afford expensive phones, and I, I respect that. So today, we're going to get new MacBook Pro models, possibly AirPod 3s. Google's going to introduce its new smartphone, the Pixel 6. Banks are expected to kick off earnings season style. Companies like Netflix, Tesla, Snap, IBM, Johnson Johnson, AT and T are all coming to the earnings party this week. Johnson Johnson is an interesting one. I know we don't really like talking about COVID nonstop on this show. Colin Powell, American general, dead of complications of COVID. I believe he was 83 years old. I got the Johnson Johnson shot because at the time I was starting to get edgy. And the Moderna and the Pfizer, they were just, you had to wait. You had to wait. You had to wait. And they were in higher demand, I guess, with HMOs and PPOs and uh, CVS or Walgreens said, hey, we got the COVID. I was like, I'll take the Johnson Johnson. And then it was kind of almost like a Johnson Johnson regret. Now we're going into the booster shot world. And Johnson Johnson got approval for booster shot, and basically the FDA said, eh, it should have been a two-shot combination anyway. I kind of feel like that was a, eh, eh, we should have done that in the first place. Makes me a little uncomfortable. But I go with it. The Russian film crew that shot the first ever scenes in space returned to Earth. Netflix says it's going to generate 900 million in value off of Squid Game. I think I could probably hit this a little bit more. In large part, I own a home in California. I think one of our industries is under attack in California by low-cost movie production. And if you... Take a look at some of the weekend commentary on Squid Game actually cost less than Dave Chappelle. And you start going into that argument that Dave Chappelle clearly has some sort of negative event in his lifetime with the lesbian, gay, queer community and transgender. And he got very aggressive. The comedy special, I watched it, he's a very funny man. But he's holding on to some sort of like bitterness on one event in his life. And it's funny once or twice. And it does bring up like, hey, let's have a conversation about this. Should people who are born girls be allowed to play male football? Um, I, I think that's a good question for society. It's a great question that comedians bring up. But he went on for 30 minutes trying to justify himself. It was a bit too much. And if I were Netflix, I'd say, huh. We just made a lot of money on Squid Games. Do we really have to spend a lot of money on edgy comedy? I love edgy comedy, so I hope so. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show.
1: Find us at RobBlackShow.com. RobBlackShow.com.
0: Invest in what is really important. Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. Are you concerned with financial planning, tax planning, managing your investments, or just planning your retirement? Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP has your financial future in mind. Learn more by visiting robblackshow.com. That's
2: robblackshow.com. Mortgage originations are expected to drop 33% in 2022 as interest rates rise. If you're a mortgage lender, now is a good time to be thinking about how are you going to be doing for business or what are you going to be doing? I don't know if I ever believe in projections with solidness, you know? But if I'm a, if I'm a loan originator, I'm going to start thinking. Average rate on the popular 30-year fixed loan to rise to 4% according to the Mortgage Bankers Association. Refinance originations will drop 62%. Mortgage originations for the purpose of buying a home or forecast to rise about 9%. Many lenders will rely more heavily on servicing business to achieve financial goals. A lot of money there, right? Home price is never, never easy to talk about without making one side or the other cringe. The buyers, owners versus the renters. Um, transactions, home prices are cooling off. Really? Now we're getting into the hardcore people way overpaying. But that doesn't mean it's cool. I sold a home to a family that, when you talk to them, they were more than happy to use stock market gains to get into a home and out of an apartment. So I sold to not the 1%, but essentially the 1%. Housing prices might just go down in the next year on average, but there's also going to be some pockets that go up for sure. Housing market's really gone from frenzied to insane to pretty darn hot. It's tough to read the temperature right now and tell you which one's the higher end. Sometimes overpricing can simply slow down and deflate without a bubble. From the consumer's perspective, it's a bubble if you buy a home and then the value goes down. Supply and demand is very problematic in housing. In the 2000s, we underbuilt new homes. Home builders are publicly traded and they saw their stock get cremated. So they became very, very hesitant. Now we're in a market that's massively undersupplied. We're seeing fundamentally driven price appreciation. Those dynamics in supply and demand won't change anytime soon. But we should see weaker growth going forward. Except for in some areas where you have extreme stock wealth, people working at corporations, getting stock options. And they just want a bigger place to live. As their family is growing. 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. Markets are absorbing inflation pressure and rallies are being built around corporate earnings season. Ultimately, a negative start to the session today. Not too bad. Oil prices and interest rates continue to move higher. I'm getting more questions about investing in natural gas. When the time to do it is when it's down 60 to 70%. Last year, when people were afraid to fly, afraid to drive, people were locked up. I don't know if I would be chasing performance. But again, that's just me. I'm not one to chase performance because that's where it's just not who I am. 800 516. 1220 to get your calls on the air Saturday Night Live was cute this weekend. They had a, a Take on Squid Games um, And basically I think it was a take on the amount of debt in the United States Because they did it to a country song they turned squid games into a country song Lost my truck lost my wife now I'm on Squid Games um, I think there's some social commentary that we should look at in that show Yes, the violence is over the top, no children should not watch it. No people should not recreate it, although people are recreating it. Sometimes with BB guns, if you lose a challenge, you take a BB gun shot to the face. Don't do that, people. It's going to end badly, someone's going to lose an eyeball. So taking a look at the markets today, we're in the second week of winning season. That's an interesting headline. The SP 500 is down fractions. The Dow is down one third of 1%. The NASDAQ is down fractions. Russell 2000 is down. Stocks were in rally mode for about eight days. Now, today, it's what's going to be the next level of rally? Oil's at $83 a barrel. I would say as oil marches towards 90, you'll see problems with the stock market. Gold's not really a story. Ten-year treasury sits at 1.61%. Bitcoin today, where's Bitcoin at? I just had it. Oops, screen went totally dark. Um, Bitcoin's at 61,600. So it really held 40,000 really, really well. Bitcoin's hovering near a six-month high on ETF hopes to broaden the base of people owning it. The more long-term hands on it would be good for the long-term price. I'm seeing red across almost everything today. Just a little bit. It's not blood on the streets, but it's a lot of red. Zillow is lower today after they said they're going to stop buying new homes, using their algorithm to maybe to game the system. But they're saying... Home prices have gone up too much and we're going to stop buying them and reselling them to you, even though we have an inside track on people doing searches for them. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show.
1: Find us at robblackshow.com, robblackshow.com.